0: Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. Welcome to this second episode of Men with Spirit. This uh, this is a regular program here on Radio Karam at four pm on Thursdays, aimed at men who want to grow as individuals, plus their partners, families, and friends, committed to supporting them in their growth. Generally, people looking for more depth and meaning in their life and their relationships people who know, deep down, that there's more to life. And importantly, in all we do in our Men with Spirit work, we aim to be inclusive and non-judgmental. During these programs, we'll explore different ways of behaving, supported by solid shared values. We'll see how looking at life differently can lead to a more loving, contented and purposeful life, and will encourage you to get out of your head and feel more from your heart. Along the way we'll be playing some uplifting music and having some fun and meet some fascinating people who have had to confront challenges in their life of one sort or another and these days are making a positive difference in their families, relationships and communities. Now Steve Angel can't be with us here today, hi Steve, Um, as he and his wife have both had birthdays this week and have booked in a short well-deserved interstate holiday to celebrate. So today I'm delighted to welcome my co-host, personal um, life coach David Smith. G'day David,
1: how are you mate? Hi, Pete. How are you? G'day, Rob. Good day, Rob.
0: Good. good to have you here. And uh, the other guest we've got today is one of the core members of our Men with Spirit group in Frankston, Rob Scobler. And welcome, Rob.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you both. Um, interestingly, the, the focus of today's program results from a, loose, a listener's feedback to last week's program and Therefore, the three of us are going to, be, going to be discussing the topic of taking action, leading a horse to water, or in other words, the desire or willingness to change. Now, if you want to contact us, uh, which we encourage you to do, please go to our Facebook page, which is at Men With Spirit, or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au okay let's get into it um i'd like to introduce you david and uh before we get into our topic for discussion today um perhaps you could just introduce yourself yourself and tell us a bit um a bit about you as a person your life and what's led you to where you are today over to you david
1: thank you pete thanks and and thanks for having me i've really been looking forward to being here so My name's David Smith, obviously. Um, I'm 61, or as I think we like to do when we get a bit older, we like to say we've just turned 61, and it could be 11 months of being 61. I'm still just turned 61. Um, I'm a father of five, uh, ranging from two 15-year-old daughters up to a 42-year-old son, grandfather of eight, and I work in um, coaching, as you mentioned, life coaching. I do a lot of corporate work too with leaders and managers, a lot of training and a lot of facilitating. With regards to the topic today, for me, there's been a lot of changes in my life. Uh, there's been divorce, there's been custody battles, there's been deaths in the family, there's been job losses, a whole bunch of things that have got me to the point of having to make change because I just was not surviving well at all. Yeah, and they, they were challenges and challenges that, that I'm still, you know, you, you still just keep on learning. And um, I've had to learn over the years to depend on people and, and to rely on people for help. Um, so it's, it's really a really interesting topic and I'm really looking forward to getting into it today. So once again, thanks for having me.
0: Well, that's fine. Um, great to have you here. So what, what changes have you uh, made out of your life and uh, and why?
1: Well, probably two significant ones is um, taking far more responsibility for myself mm-hmm. uh, than many years you spend blaming others for whatever's happened in your life. And I got to a point probably, or oh, I reckon probably 10 years ago, where I realised, well, hang on a sec. I've been responsible for a lot of what I've created in my life, so I have to change it. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I had to begin to learn self-belief. I had to learn to trust myself that I was good enough to be able to do what it was that I needed to do. So they're the big ones plus many more, but the key hurdles I've had to
0: cover. hmm and uh, to what extent do you feel that you've been encouraged and supported over that uh, time?
1: Uh, I think I've been really, really encouraged. And one of the things I've had to learn, which I think I mentioned before, was that I had to learn to ask for help
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I had to learn to trust help. But I think it's it's finding the help that helps you, which is often the challenge. Um I had to take responsibility for that myself I've learned taken responsibility for learning myself, so there are some significant people I think over the last probably twenty years that that i, I am very very grateful for for being a part of my life so and there have been enormous encouragement and support
0: and Have they been friends or family or
1: um one was uh, one was the pastor of a church that I attended one significant person is my wife mm-hmm. Another one is is the uh, the support that I now get as, you know, being a part of Sphinx as mm. well um, because I think particularly over the last two years it's been really easy to isolate and not ask for help and it's just been a really great help for me to, to be there. Um, um, different courses, different seminars, different learning, all of those things have been great encouragements and support.
0: Okay, but I think the, the key thing out of all this, and we'll touch on this when we we'll get on to the discussion, is um, that whilst you may get a lot of support and encouragement from people at the end of the day, we uh, we have to make decisions to take action ourselves, don't we? Oh, absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's a whole hour's conversation in itself, I think, from my perspective, but um, yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that... Um, one of the things you uh, you do these days is you are a, a life a coach, an executive coach, personal coach, what, whatever sort of uh, title we want to give the work you do. Um, have you how fun, useful do you find that in terms of um, helping people? And uh, has that type of intervention or help helped you over the years? Or like how useful is coaching to help someone get ahead and uh, confront what they need to?
1: Oh, I think it can be enormously useful because for me uh, the biggest thing I found with learning the skills of coaching was that it taught me more about myself than it did about the person that I was working with, number one.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think coaching is a—it's an interesting level that is it's not counselling, it's not psychotherapy, but it's a far safer place for people to go to to begin to speak about what's going on in their life and. They can go deeper the more they learn to trust you. And, and I think what I do find the most rewarding with the work that I do is that you create a lot of trust with people and it could be the first time that someone has felt trusted and cared for in a long, long time simply because you listen to them. Mm. And you don't solve anything. You just listen and you just ask questions and you be with them. That in itself is enormously powerful.
0: Yep, I agree with you there. Um, Just perhaps delving a little bit more into your personal background, you mentioned you'd you'd had some, um, your marriage had broken up and there were custody Mm -hmm. battles and that sort of thing. How um, how do you find having a a blended family these days? And uh, uh, so many people... um, this day and age seem to be in blended families or have um, a number of different sort of family models. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you find that works for you?
1: Well, in, in my, uh, my first marriage was a blended family. So I, I with my wife um, took on the fathering role of a three-year-old in that. So that was the blended family which I experienced. When I met my now wife, she didn't have children. So we, we didn't have that need to you know, shift and create all those dynamics that most blended families do. So in that respect, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, but what I did find when I, when I did meet my wife, Jackie, and, and we started to, to get more serious, the blended family thing was my older children coming in as older children and then, and it was only part-time. So there was a process that we had to go through to um, create the boundaries of respect, for example, that that my children would come in and this was one of my golden rules for them is that whatever you may think of her, you will come in and you will respect her and if you've got a problem, you will tell her, I'm not going to be your your middleman and I'm not going to protect the relationship. Now, my wife Jackie was just wonderful and she now has uh, just this beautiful relationship with my kids my older kids so it's time it's willingness of course mm-hmm. uh generosity particularly from the the, the step parent mm. that's that's a really hard gig it's <laughs> such a hard gig <laughs> yeah and and, yeah. And, it, and it's not easy but you know if you give it time if you give it love you get
0: there yep absolutely and um you mentioned you had grandchildren. Uh, you've recently had a grandchild. And how do you yeah. find being a, um, a grandfather?
1: <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I actually had two grandchildren in the space of about six months. I oh, know, six weeks um, towards the end of the year. And, and um, I find it wonderful. It. it my first grandchildren came along when I wasn't quite sure whether I was comfortable being a grandparent because I, I hadn't quite gotten to grips with what being a parent was like, first of all. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there were these children calling me grandpa. And I said, I'm not a grandpa. Who are they talking about? Because I <laughs> I can remember my, my grandfather and I remember he had grey hair when he was old. <laughs> he was, he was yeah. this, this old. Like, I said, geez, I hope I don't look like that to my grandkids. But I love it now. I think it's fantastic. It's um you know, you can just forge these relationships with them and, and yeah, I just I love it.
0: Excellent. Um, perhaps just getting on to why is men's work so important to you and, and how did you get into that, that side of things in particular?
1: Men's work is important to me simply because I know I know what I experienced and I know the loneliness that that, that you can experience being male, particularly when things are not going well um particularly when you don't like to say well hey maybe i'm wrong i'm really stuck here you know i, I just i just not feeling great um, but the stuff i've learned is the stuff i'd like to actually show people that are younger than me because it's taken me a long time to to learn this uh, and it gives me a buzz when you see young men come to you know to to meditate to want to learn more about themselves and um, just to, to go deeper with themselves and get to know themselves, that that's the work that I, I think I love to do. And, and I guess I just want to share what it is that I've learned and hope that it makes a difference to people and makes them to be their best self, to love in their best ways, to be able to be loved I think is also very important mm. for men to learn.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'd certainly... Agree with a lot of what you've said there for the same reasons. That um, uh, I I believe I've been a slow learner, and when you sort of the light bulb moments come on, you do want to try and share that with other people, and um, Mm. hopefully make their journey a bit uh, bit easier. Mm. So uh, good on you. well, you've, um, like everyone, we ask them for a selection of music that yeah. um, moves them or stirs up uh, some emotions. So I asked what you'd like to share with us today in terms of a bit of music that was meaningful for you. And what you share with me is that off air that um, it was uh, a fairly moving experience for you uh, choosing and then mm. subsequently playing a piece of music. Would you like to uh, ex, um, perhaps explain what happened and what the music is and why it means so much to you? Mm. Um,
1: the song is Sing by Travis and what it does every time I hear it, and I haven't heard it for quite a while, but it, it takes me back to the time when my now wife Jackie and I were were starting to, to go out together and it, it reminds me of the... The safety that I felt with her, which I hadn't felt for oh many many years, just the the acceptance that she gave me, the love, um, and the starting of the healing. Because so I, I was still going through a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, with the marriage and the kids during that time. But it it just it just takes me back to that, and it just it, it lifts me up. And I, I was listening to it again the other day after we'd spoken, and it just created all of these emotions in me that, that I hadn't felt for, for such a long time. So it's a it's a brilliant song, and, um, yeah, I'll never forget the emotion it creates for me.
0: Good. And uh, I gather when you listened to it the other day, it brought you uh, brought you to tears.
1: Certainly did. Yep. Certainly yep. did.
0: Righto, Marcus, I think we might um – play David's Selection, which is Sing by Travis.
3: Don't worry about a thing Cos Atticus Health will make make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing because Atticus Health will make you feel all right. If you got a tummy ache, or you, you don't feel right. right. Oh, or if you have, have you a nasty have. rash, keeping Keep <laughs> you, you up at night. <laughs> don't, worry don't worry about, about a thing. thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus <laughs> Health will Is make you feel all right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, AKA Atticus Health, with Dr. Floyd. You might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Karam.
0: Okay, thanks very much for sharing that with us, uh, David. Um, very uh, powerful song, and I can understand why that um, why that moves you so much. So uh, that was lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, Right, we'd like to just talk about our uh, topic for today, and um, it's interesting that one of our listeners last week gave us some feedback, which got us thinking, and what they said in part was, quote, hey, I've got a question. If the girls want their guy to go to a group where they can learn to be a bit more in touch with their feelings, what's the best way to talk about it? What's in it for them? The guys, I mean. Especially when they believe their men's group is hanging out, sinking a beer around the barbecue and reliving the best footy of all time. (laughs) So um, we decided we'd discuss it at our meeting the other night, earlier this week, which we did. And uh, Rob, you were involved in the discussion um, and you'd previously made the decision to join our men's group. So I'm certainly keen to get your perspective. Um, But what I'd like to say is after this chat, I'd like to talk um, a bit about you and your life and your background and uh, learn more about you as a person. But let's just have a chat between the three of us about um, that question and what your perspectives were. And perhaps start off with you, Rob, in terms of your take of what we uh, discussed the other night.
2: Yeah, it was an interesting chat on uh, on Monday night, which we have the meeting every Monday night. Um, there was varied opinions uh, on the question that was brought forward. Um, I guess for me, upon reflection, um, what came to me immediately was honesty um, and self-honesty and actually recognising in yourself um, when it is time to make a change with your life. Um, for me, I was at a point where... Uh, I was at a really low point in my life and um, I just didn't feel that I had um, the tools to support myself or support my family. So I recognised in myself that I had to reach out um, and ask for help. I think that's probably the most important thing is recognising when to ask for help. Um, We do have loved ones and friends that we want to support and we can always support them and say, look, there are groups that we can go to, but at the end of the day, it's that um, decision that the individual has to make themselves that's um, important. So did someone uh,
0: encourage you to join a group like this or or
2: how
0: did did that work?
2: Yeah. For For myself personally, I had a a friend that reached out and and said, look, I, I know of a group that's starting up and, uh, it might be a good opportunity for you to go and, and meet with a few other people and, um, and just have a chat. Um, for me personally, I, I joined Men With Spirit last year and I found it was a really good way for me to open up and express myself. I'd spent a uh, majority of my adult life closed up and, and feeling that I couldn't express myself, um, both in my relationship and even with uh, friends Um, so, yeah, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I've had.
0: Mm-hmm. So in terms of the second part of the question that our listener asked, uh, what's um, what's in it for you? What did you get out? Like what do you get out of being in a group and what would you say that any bloke who's interested in
2: uh, doing something like this, what would they get out of it potentially? Well, for me it's it's about having, having an outlet to go and express myself without a fear of judgment, being able to share with other men um, I, I feel at times in my life uh, there's been an expectation from either myself or from people that I've grown up with um, to just brave it out and to to not express um, my thoughts or particularly my feelings, which is the most important thing. Um, so being able to go to Men With Spirit is great because it allows me to... Get things off my chest, and and not only talk about issues or challenges that I might have, but I get to listen to other people and support them in their journey as well.
0: Mm. Yep, good point. So um, the so, yeah okay, was it uh, Dave? Have you got anything mm. you want to add to all that?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the the more I think about this question, that I think the more I I, I probably. Have to say about it, and and not from a negative perspective at all. So that, I just want to make that really clear. But mm-hmm. for me, um, th- there's probably two things that that are important that come up for me. The first one is that this is this question is very reliant on the the, the nature of the relationship between the man and the woman for mm-hmm. a start. Mm-hmm. And and when we discussed this a few days ago, I said that if my my now wife actually said to me, Look, I think you you know, this group would be very helpful for you or it'd be great if you went and saw this person. I would take that on board and I'd I'd process that and think about it. If my first wife had done that, I would have just gone back in my box because I didn't want to make, be made to feel that there was something wrong with me, even though I knew there was. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I think goes back to what Rob was saying is that. This is really tough because although you might see someone needs to change or you might want to help somebody, they're only going to change if they're ready to change and if there's expressed a desire to change.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: timing is super, super important.
0: Yeah, I think, Rob, that was was one of the points I think that came up the other night. A few of the the guys made the point that um, – the timing of when the approach was made could have a material impact in, in terms of whether they take it on board or not. Absolutely. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's a good point. Anything else you'd like to add to that, David, in terms of.
1: Well, I, I think I, I find it It's a great statement, especially when they believe their men's groups hanging out and singing a barbecue, that thing around the barbecue and talking football. I have to put my hand up and say, yep, I've done that. You know, I, I have and I don't drink anymore. But, you know, for me at the time, that was a great way of bonding with my mates. But what I found over time, it was not fulfilling. Because so, you
0: didn't get into any sort of um, uh, substantial discussions? or Well,
1: it didn't help me find any any inner peace. It didn't help me find any forgiveness. It didn't help me to change. I didn't have guys around me that. You know, the guys that, that I, I hang around with, yeah, you know, I know they love me, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to be prepared, I guess, to step out of your own your own way to find something different. And we can all open doors for people, but it's their choice to step through them. Yep,
0: too, too true. Rob, anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, um, you asked about... Um, about what's in it for them, someone sitting on the fence and whether they should join. Uh, what came to me was whether they want freedom in their life and whether they still want to be held down by all the weight um, and, and the weight of life and, and not being able to talk to someone, not being able to be heard, not being able to express themselves, not being able to come home um, to their family, either their partner or their children, and be themselves and, and give of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really important thing because uh, we can often let life get to us and um, and drag us down and, and we're not being present and we're not presenting to our families. And they're the people that we love and care for the most. So um, if they are sitting on the fence, uh, the worst that they can do is give it a shot and see if it works for them. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: So you um, you do some uh, you do a program called Fearless Heart that's mm. um, encouraging people to um, uh, to uh, feel more. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about mm. what, what you do on that? Yeah, yeah. And um, what we what we do with that is is
1: just to, to clarify that. So Fearless Heart is a, it's a a series or a set of workshops really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a number of weeks or over a weekend, etc., that will really take men through, first of all, understanding why they need to change and really encouraging them to take personal responsibility for that change plus what they've created in their life up to that date. But the process then moves through or how do you then learn some tools? And look, there's, there's meditation, there's meditation, um, Um, there's reflection, there's conversations, a whole whole lot of activities within that. How do you learn to love yourself more? How do you learn to actually love yourself and start to love yourself? Because we can all be so cruel to ourselves, our our own worst enemies. Uh, And then how do you learn to love others? So love yourself, love others with the, the theory being, if I can love myself more, I'm able to love others far better, far more willingly, far more openly. And then we, we finish off with how, what are you going to do? What are you going to take responsibility for? What are you going to do to change to enable yourself to be the best in loving the people you want to love and achieving what you want to achieve, whether it be love, relationship, career, whatever you want to do. So it's pretty intense. Um we ran a program last year before COVID hit us and it, it had some pretty profound effects on the men that were there, which was great, but it's this year we'll be rolling out a number of different varieties. There's an online program. Um, plus I'm now organizing out just a weekend workshop or a couple of weekend workshops around mid-year mm-hmm. that we will get people in and, you know, get this stuff happening. And, and also with that, and we've spoken about this too, Pete, is, is, beginning to allow men the opportunity to come into Men With Spirit to continue that support as well.
0: Hmm. I think that the key thing out of all this is that there, for blokes that are struggling or feeling alone, um, misunderstood, not heard, uh, there, there are um, opportunities out there to reach hmm. out, to um, connect with uh, other blokes who hmm. understand what you're going through and um want to help and i think that's one of being one of the really um exciting things i think mm-hmm. robbie uh, you'd agree that in terms of men with spirit the um uh, the connection and the support and the um that we listen to each other and we're, we're there for each other we we feel each other's pain And uh, we want to help. And I think connecting with other men, whether it's through programs like Fearless Heart or whether it's a a men's group like Men With Spirit, there are lots of groups and a lot of people out there that do want to help. Um, I think in this um, time where there's a lot of disconnect, a lot of anger, a lot of uh, uh, doubt, um, what's good is that you can connect with people that do want to genuinely help and there's a, a real sense of love and support. So I think um, that's the good thing that it's not all negatives out there. There is a lot of positive change going on. Mm.
1: Absolutely. I think just just one thing on that. I think the first step that, that most of us have to take is to obviously make a decision, but pick up the phone. You know, talk Mm. to someone, just make contact with with people just to find out some more stuff about what's available to them and then make a choice from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Anyone else want to, have we answered um, the question adequately? Is there anything else either of you guys want to add to that? the bottom line is that uh, uh, first and foremost, you need to make a decision that you want to do something about it. And it's no good anyone else telling you you need to, or you should, or you must, or whatever. It's the individual to decide to do something different. What I thought I'd do is just share with you a um, um, a quote from um, uh, Crazy Horse through uh, Ian Rogers, who's a director of Sphinx Spiritual. And the quote is that... You all need support in your life, and particularly in difficult times. Whether you think the support you have is too little or you are drowning in a sea of support, the outcome is the same. Support is only support. The actions in life must be taken alone. Very powerful words. So, in the end of the day, it's your. Choice to act or not. Okay, um, what I thought we might do before we uh, get to know you a bit better, Rob, is to play a little um, comedic uh, uh, YouTube uh, clip from a um, from a, a stand-up comedian, and uh, the title of the piece is—I'll tell you—I think. Um, uh, women know things that men don't and I think in terms of our discussion then this puts a little a uh, little bit of humor into our discussion so over to you Marcus let's hear that little clip
3: all right this is my favorite subject actually I've been married for 35 years I'm very happy I asked my wife if I was happy she told me I am
2: <laughs> and
3: that's good enough for me When I got married, our relationship changed immediately, not gradually, but immediately. My wife started to share knowledge with me, knowledge I had no idea she had before we got married. Tremendous amounts of knowledge she must have stored throughout the years waiting to share with her future husband, not all at one time, just bits and pieces here and there on an ongoing basis. And at one time I thought it would end, now I know it never will. But the thing is, I never know what's going to trigger her desire to share additional knowledge. (laughs) That is the tricky part. That's the part that keeps us on our toes. It could pop up at any time for any reason or absolutely no reason at all. There are days when I'm going to walk through a room and I see my wife. Oh, I think I'll go the other way. (laughs) I really haven't memorized yesterday's lesson yet. A little bit of
0: humor there. Uh, Like any good uh, comedy, there's always an element of truth in it. But given our discussion about the, uh, what shall we say, the misunderstandings or the um, different ways of uh, caring for someone else, uh, it puts a bit of a a funny spin on it. So what we try and do is not be too serious and have a bit of fun now and again. Okay, now we'd like to to learn a bit more about rob and um thanks for your perspective on on all of that i think that's really great uh, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about you as a person and uh, what actions you've taken to bring about change in your
2: life um and share with us whatever you think you uh, would be of interest to other people over to you mate well thanks for having me on the show peter um i'm 39 um I'm in a relationship. I've I've got two children from a a previous relationship, which was a long-term relationship, and um, we separated a while back. Um, I work as a a landscape designer um, and I I spend a lot of my time working on Gardens for Wellbeing and Healing with my clients. Uh, It's first and foremost about connecting them to nature. Good, and I gather you, you
0: started off doing that work with uh, Betsy Sue Clark um, on this whole idea of healing gardens. And how have you found that's gone for yeah, you? And, right. and what about the clients? How is that? How have they benefited from what you're doing?
2: Yeah, well, look, it's been a it's been a long journey for myself. Um, I've been in the industry for close to eleven or twelve years now. It probably wasn't until around five or six years ago that I started investing more of my time into wanting to connect people to to naturalistic gardens um I spent some time with Betsy Sue um, I was finish, finishing off some study um, with Swinburne and met Betsy Sue so we spent a fair bit of time together working on the the healing gardens and 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 places of well-being and uh connecting connecting people to a place where that they can allow themselves to feel mm-hmm and do you find there's much interest or in that type of thing out
0: in the community generally, or is it just a particular type of person that looks for that sort of um, solution?
2: I feel to a degree it is still a, a bit of a niche market. Um, I, I feel that once people understand what you're about as a designer and as a person and what your philosophy is and, and what you're actually trying to achieve, and, and that's a, an outcome for the client, um, they may be drawn to you. Uh, we're we're cer- certainly not. I can only speak for myself, but um, I have a a wealth of experience designing gardens, but what really excites me is being able to connect with the client, really understand what it is that they need and and help them achieve that with their garden and and allow them to connect and and have that that,
0: transition.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Does does that differ markedly from person to person in terms of what makes them feel
2: good or uplifts them? I would believe so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So and it's what, about about understanding, understanding the client. So from each client, understanding what it is that they're needing, what it is that they're wanting out of their life, and, and how we can create a space to allow them to to wander out there and, and to feel. Yeah. And, and that would be different for every person because we all have uh, different feelings and emotions that we share from time to time. So. So how important has nature or gardens been to you in terms of your well-being and growth? It's had a profound impact. Um, m- my favourite memories are about walking along the beach or, or sitting at the ocean or, or walking through parks, uh, riding bikes. Um, I've spent a lot of my childhood out in, in the backyard, um, out, in, out in the local parks or even children at school. Um, wandering around ovals or or playgrounds looking to sit under trees and and dream away. So I've spent most of my life um, in in gardens and and I I couldn't imagine my life being any different. Okay. Do do you see a difference between um, being in a a man-made
0: or man-created or person-created garden as opposed to being out in that wild
2: nature? Uh, in terms of connecting with um, nature? Or... Well, I guess I guess from my point of view, uh, it's both an artistic representation of nature but also a way of us paying tribute. So, I mean, we can all walk to, to parks or go out to naturalistic settings or go to the beach or the ocean. Um, what we're looking to do is, is introduce an element of that into the garden uh, within a realistic context. So... Um, I mean, if you've got a park that's local to you, that's that's awesome. But if you can bring a little bit of that into your garden at home, it just gives you an opportunity to unwind and relax. Okay. So what's what's the most profound experience
0: you've had in, in nature or in, the, in a garden setting?
2: Uh, I take myself back, so I'm uh, almost 40 now. About 20 years ago, I became unwell. I had glandular fever and I'd taken a fair bit out of myself and, and part of my recovery was being able to, to go for walks again. And uh, so I grew up in, in Willis Hill and uh, we had Gels Park down the road. So I used to go for a walk um, every day uh, as part of my recovery once I was able to do that. Um, and, and as as I started to do that, I just got further and further and just lost myself uh, within the parklands and and the lakes and, and just watching birds and butterflies and and, and having a real curiosity and and fascination with everything that was happening around me, so I guess it it, it probably started around there. Okay,
0: so would you say these days for um, for blokes that are that are upset or uh, in need of, of help um, that they can get benefit from just walking in nature and just connecting
2: like that? Is that something you, from your own experience, you'd recommend? Yeah, of course. I mean, I still do it myself. I go for walks and I go for runs occasionally. It's really great to get outside just to feel that fresh air. Even if you go for a walk and want to sit down somewhere, if you if you're lucky enough to live near a beach or if you've got a park that's nearby, just to sit down and watch and just be present in that moment and allow yourself to just experience what's happening around you and allow yourself to feel and not keep yourself shut off from from what's happening. Okay, and no, I reckon just
0: even just taking your shoes up and taking your sandals off and having um, the sand between your toes or the or the grass between your toes, it, it connects you to the earth and it's uh, rather sure than being on concrete paths all the time. Um, yeah, is that absolutely. something you'd encourage
2: people to do? Or? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I have the beach not too far away, so I often get out and get the thongs off and, and get my feet in the sand and the water and, and just connect.
0: Good, good on you. Um, any advice for for guys, sort of sitting on the fence and wanting more out of their life? Um, you mentioned before about you know joining a group like this or getting out into nature and that sort of thing. Um, what are the the things that have
2: benefited you and helped you along the way that uh, you'd like to share? Sure. I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, um, having the freedom to to come out somewhere and to to express yourself. Uh, for me personally, uh, w- what I've really valued is is joining the group and being able to be honest and not be dishonest to myself or to the people around me and actually express what it is that I'm feeling to reflect on what it is that are my behaviours and my actions in my own life and be honest with those and and, and face them with a the level of accountability as well. Yep, that, uh, that sounds pretty good advice to me.
0: <laughs> good on you. Um, you've come up with some music which we'll uh, play in a, in a few minutes' time, sure. but uh, before we do that, it might be uh, just useful for you to describe what the music is and why you've chosen it and why it's meaningful for you.
2: Okay. Uh, this, the track title is Everyday Life and the band is Coldplay and it's a song that comes up occasionally in my playlist. I, um, I've been listening to Coldplay a little bit recently, or at least fairly diverse um, musical background and, and interest, and this song had come on and I was really intrigued by the music. I think it's a really good musical performance, particularly the vocals. Um, but the, the lyrics really stood out to me and it just got me pondering about what are we, what are we actually doing here in our lives and, and, and what uh, challenges are we facing and, and what questions are we asking okay. of ourselves? Yep, I think um, it's a powerful song. Um,
0: I'm just seeing whether we can play it now and then we'll come back and have a finish off with a brief discussion. Okay, over to you, Marcus.
3: Thanks, mate. Hey, everyone. We're Friday Night Frothies. What's it all about? It's about laughter and not taking yourself too seriously.
0: Ah, it's about sports and current events, and we might even introduce you to some different beers. So tune in live Friday nights. Or listen to our podcast at org. You know you've got nothing better to do. Bang. We were just taking a chat off here and uh, David was saying he wanted to... Quiz, uh, Rob, a little bit further. So over to you, mate.
1: Quiz. 25 intense questions, Rob. Here we go. Let's <laughs> <You know>, go. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really, I, I was really, really interested in, and loved hearing about your, your garden design and what you want to create and and, and the, the healing and, and that space that you wanted to create. And um, you you shared a story a few days ago about how that has affected one of your clients would you mind sharing that with the audience
2: sure absolutely so um so what we're talking about is a is a garden that i designed a number of years ago The garden was constructed uh, a number of years ago as well so there was a short lead time in between the design and the construction and uh during that time and i can definitely relate to it the client had some challenges in expressing what it was Uh, that they were needing from the garden. So we had a lot of robust conversations and worked together to try to identify what it was that could draw them out to the garden and allow them to connect that to that space and and really feel the impact of of having the garden there. And um, over the years, uh, I've I've noticed a significant change in that client. Um, Those those changes are around uh, having a lot more joy in their garden as uh, and a lot more vibrancy to their personality, a lot more ownership has been taken in, in the garden and, and I want to to become involved and, and to adapt and change things in the garden and it's It's really really humbling and and really pleasing to to see something like that mm. Mm. that you've been able to work with someone and to allow them to 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 grow in that space that's their own um, yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I love that story. It
2: just—it's it, the—it's
1: the product of something you've created that you can you can see within someone, and and so yeah, thanks for sharing it. Uh, and I thought it was worth sharing. No worries. Uh, no,
0: thanks, thanks for that, guys. I think it's really worth uh, bringing that point out. Um, just before we move uh, to wrap things up, I just wanted to give you a couple of quick little uh, announcements. Um, if, if the talk around uh, making taking action and doing something a bit different uh, resonates with you, you may be interested in the fact that we've got a couple of spare spaces at a full day workshop we' we're, being, we're uh, holding in Frankston on Sunday this coming Sunday the 20th which is um, understanding what it means to be spiritual um, and we'll be discussing in depth some of the topics we've touched on in today's program. So please contact us on our Facebook page uh, via at Men With Spirit or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au. If you'd like further details on the workshop or if you'd like to suggest topics we could um, cover in these episodes of Men With Spirit at Radio Karen or if you're interested in joining a Men With Spirit group. For next week, I'm really excited to announce that On Radio Caram, we're going to be joined by a very talented local musician, Aaron Brereton, and uh, we'll be talking about the power of music to move us in more ways than one. And if the stars align and we can get the technology to work, we may be able to hear him perform live, but in any case, he will be performing, even if it's some of of his many recordings. So it's going to be exciting, and we uh, hope you can join us. Um, alright well look big thank you to Marcus and uh, for all the help behind the scenes uh, we had a few little technical issue issues going on which hopefully weren't too evident but um, thanks for being with us David David thanks <laughs> thanks for having and, me and Rob. And, and Rob and me Peter so I uh, hope you've enjoyed being with us and uh, until next time be true to yourself Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life.